It's Two Brain Radio. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf tactics to help you improve your fitness business and move you closer to wealth. And now, here's your host, the most interesting man in fitness, Chris Cooper. This episode is brought to you by the Two Brain UK Summit, November 11th and 12th at Reebok CrossFit Thames in London, England. We are taking our famous summit on the road to Europe this fall, and we hope to see you there. Craig Heisel is an expert on mindset. What makes you an expert on mindset? It's not reading a thousand textbooks on stoicism. It's actually living through shit and getting through it and being okay. Craig has done that. He's been through a lot of stress with his gym, a lot of stress as a firefighter, and of course, the natural stresses that come with being a caring husband and dad. I love being around this guy, and we have a joke that we're always going for pancakes, going for pancakes, because last time we got together in Charlotte, we grouped everybody up after the summit, and we all went to a pancake house before everybody was headed to the airport. Craig was actually driving back to CrossFit Hilton Head from there, and uh, as he was hitting the road, we had a lot of coffee, and I invited him to come and speak at the 2017 Two Brain Summit in Illinois, because his lessons that he's learned on mindset are incredibly helpful to gym owners and just business owners in general. This was his speech. It's only about 16 and a half minutes long, but it's so powerful that it's going to be one of my favorite episodes of all time. I hope you record it. I hope you listen to it multiple times, and I hope you come to visit us at the 2017 Two Brain UK Summit in London, England at Reebok CrossFit Thames. Enjoy. Here's Craig. So I am kind of a mindset guy. In our gym, if we had a hierarchy of needs, it starts with a mindset, then we go to nutrition, mobility and recovery, strength, conditioning, best self. That's our hierarchy. So when I look at mindset, that to me, if this is right, everything else is going to spin in the right direction. How many people are here right now have had problems with motivation in the past, just not feeling it sometimes? Yeah, congratulations, you're a human being, right? Everybody goes through it, you're not a bad person. How many people sitting here right now, through this epic weekend, are feeling stoked about getting back to work and doing something awesome? Raise your hand. Outstanding. Do you know why? Because of the coffee and the nitro and all the awesomeness? (laughs) Dopamine. Dopamine has long been uh, linked to the reward center of the brain. And in 2013, a study found that they linked it to actually a thought of doing something good or avoiding something bad made you feel good. So what does that mean? If we extrapolate that and actually look at it, opportunity breeds motivation, success feeds motivation. So we've been talking all week, or all all weekend, motivation, 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 success feeds motivation, but opportunity, in my opinion, breeds it. So when we're looking at the big picture there, we got to figure out how we're going to sustain it. So I would like to talk to you guys very quickly about three tactics to consistent self-motivation. Three, because we can remember about three things. Tactics, because I used to look at business as a battle. I played lacrosse forever. I played rugby. I got in too many fights because I had an anger issue growing up, right? Not too proud of that. I'm 42 years old. I got tired of fighting. I like to play. I like to get in there, and if it's not fun, I'm doing it wrong. 
I like to roll. I like to flow, right? A tactic, no matter if you agree with me or not, a tactic applies to battle or tactics apply to a game. I hate hacks. When I was growing up, a hack was somebody who wasn't legit. A hack is a shortcut. I'm not up here to preach shortcuts, all right? I'm a surgeon. I don't hack, right? So I want you guys to think about there's no shortcuts. We're going to talk about work, all right? Um, consistency. Consistency is the key to progress. Progress is the key to, mo uh, to happiness. So if we are consistent, we progress. If we progress, we're happy. Is anybody unhappy when they're doing something awesome and getting better? Right? So, self-motivation. When you chose to become a leader as a coach or a business owner, you forfeited your right to be a victim. You're in charge now. It's up to you if you're motivated, not somebody else. Not somebody else at all. And I'm, I'm kind of a stoic. I believe that it's not about what happens to you. It's about what you do about it. That's how I'm empowered. Everything that I think, say, feel, or do is up to me, not somebody else. So when I'm down, it's up to me to pull myself up. All right? And you guys, as leaders, people look up to you. Imagine Chris comes in, penguins lost last night. See you guys later. You know, it doesn't work. <laughs> you guys are in that same role in your communities, right? So when you think about these things and you hold that, start to hold that close, what do you need to do to lead and to stay motivated, right? You have to know why you're here. I don't mean here in this room, but why are you doing what you're doing? And then you have to know your measurement for success. Did you hear Dave Tate yesterday? He talked about success, and he changed his whole business model to fit his measure of success. His whole model, so he could be home with his kids more. Boom. That's huge. It's not all about the, the money and the social media likes, right? How do you measure success? If you go again with your measurement, you're going to be happy right? If you're happy, you're going to keep doing what you're doing, right? So if you know your why, and if you know your measurements of success, you have to look at one more variable as you're going in down this lane and looking at what happens when I'm not feeling too good, right? Um, has anybody ever heard of the distraction effect? Nobody? Cool. Um, this distraction effect happens when you have economic or emotional pressures get you to start looking at the motivator instead of the work, and then performance decreases. So how many... We're on emotional rides, right? We have emotional and economic pressures. All of us, right? Sometimes when we focus on the motivator, I need to coach this person how to keep their elbows up in the front squat, or they're going to they're gonna die. I don't know what's happening, right? Or we need to work on more revenue, or how am I going to pay our, our coaches, right? If we start focusing on those things too much, all of a sudden, performance decreases, and you start to spiral, and you start to look, I don't know what's going on, because you're not focusing on the right things. Focus on doing the right thing. This is why I love working with Chris. It's help first, value second, revenue will come when we do all that right, right? That's why you're all here, right? Yes or no? That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, Chris. So, 
this takes some self-awareness. You have to know when you're spinning out of control. Self-awareness takes time and practice. There is no, your mood ring's not going to tell you when you're in the distraction effect, right? There's no motivation meter. This is why I kind of like it. We can get lost in the metrics and the numbers a lot, right? This is more about the feels sometimes. And you have to trust your gut. You have to trust your heart sometimes. So what are three tactics to consistent self-motivation? Here's number one. Move with discipline. Is there any Jocko Willink fans in here? Jocko Willink? He's, he's, a, he's a retired Navy SEAL. He's exactly what you think a Navy SEAL should be. It sounds like he eats sandpaper for breakfast and live kittens at night, right? <laughs> he's super intense. He often preaches that discipline is freedom. What's that mean? It means you're a product of your habit. Whatever your habit is, that's who you're becoming. You are what you repeatedly do. You've all heard that, right? Excellence isn't a habit. Or excellence is a habit. So when you're thinking about these things, you have to have self-discipline. When, when my alarm clock goes off, I don't hit the snooze button. I don't negotiate with myself. I get my ass up and I get to work, even when I don't feel like it. I shave after I shower every time, except on Saturday. Right? Because i got to give myself a break. On Sunday, if I'm home, I cook a big breakfast for my wife and daughter. Right? These are things that I repeatedly do. When I go to work, I put on the uniform. I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear. I take away small things and I build a habit of constantly being in the game. If you're not working out, you need to work out. Not because you are a fitness professional. You need to train because it's good for here, it's good for here literally, it's good for your soul. You need to do physical activity if you're not doing it. All right? It doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter how long you do it. Some days my workout's a 10 minute AMRAP of burpees and sit-ups. And I feel better every time. And so do you when you work out. Sometimes it's dragging your ass into doing it, but nobody, maybe after Fran. <laughs> Maybe after Fran, you're like, oh, shit. Right? But you need to move. When I do that, when I'm building those habits, I am constantly feeding the positive. When I skip a habit, I'm becoming weak. All right? Set good habits. Does that make sense? Good. Next, you got to move with persistence. Persistence. 50 to 90% Small businesses fail in the first five years. 50 to 90% fail in the next five years. I don't like that word fail. Maybe they close. They're not bad people, right? Maybe they decided to go do something else. Maybe they decided to close and go do another business. They didn't fail, right? Because if you've learned, have you failed? Yes or no? No, right? How can you call somebody a failure, right? If they've learned. When you move with persistence, does anybody know who Forrest Griffin is? Yep. Yeah, Forrest Griffin. Does anybody know who the toughest guy Forrest Griffin ever met was? Has anybody heard this story? No? Forrest Griffin, back in college, was riding around with a couple football buddies and decided to be a douchebag and pick on some kid walking with a backpack. The guys parked the car, they got out, roughed the kid up, and threw him down a hill. The kid got up, came back up the hill, 
started coming at the guys. They're like, what? What's wrong? This kid. Wrapped him up a little bit more, threw him down the hill. Came up again. Hit him a couple more times a little harder, threw him down the hill. What's this guy's problem? He came up again. They did it another time. Came up again. They looked at each other and said, oh shit. What have we done? Right? They threw the kid down the hill one more time, got in the car, and peeled out. And in the rearview mirror, they see the kid coming up the hill and coming after him. You win with persistence. Bruce Lee calls it the art of dying. Learning how to lose so you can learn how to win. Right? We're in a game. We're going to get, we're going to take knocks. You're going to get hit hard. You're going to lie on the ground some days going, what happened? Get up. Get up. That's what you do. You signed up to be a leader. Get up. Right? Go again. Learn from your mistakes. Analyze things. Self-awareness. Right? None of this. You don't point the finger anywhere else but here first. Right? If you do that, that's empowering. If it's broke and you do this, you can figure out how to fix it. If you're doing this, it's always somebody else's fault. Where do you go from there? Right? Does that make sense? Yes or no? There's a study, a $2 million study about why, what makes a Navy SEAL successful. It said grit. Really? The Navy SEALs that are successful just didn't quit? Grit is something, persistence is something that you can cultivate. You do not need $2 million to understand that. There's a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Has anybody read that? You can cultivate persistence. There's a grit scale in there. You can measure yourself if you need scales, right? The last thing. When stuff gets hard, and it will, all right? This is a game. Things go up and down. I've talked to a lot of you this weekend. You're on the roller coaster ride. Step back off the line. Share your pain. Go help somebody. You need, I haven't been to my gym in four weeks. I haven't been on vacation. I'm training to be a firefighter. Four weeks. My staff has stepped up, and they're handling everything. That's amazing, right? Can't do it without them. We can't do what we do without you. You guys understand that? Without, without you, we're nothing. That's very important. Very important, Right? When it gets hard, Brian and I were talking about it earlier. Motivation is hard for me sometimes. When it is, I go in and I dig around, I find something that motivates me, and I share it. I put it out on social media, it makes me feel better. I found something. I help me, maybe I help somebody else, right? One of the things I wish we did in the Two Brain Facebook page a little bit more is share the hardship, just a little bit more. Not to play a victim, but to help each other find a solution. Because we all go through it, sometimes we're just afraid to say it. Right? I was talking with Keith earlier. Josh. They go deep sometimes, man. Does anybody ever read that and be like, oh, that was, that was a wasted read. Nobody. Right? It fires you up. It gives you hope and inspiration. And all of you have that. We all do. Because we're all going through the same shit. Being a leader is hard. Coaches can talk to other coaches. Coaches can talk to us. Who can we talk to? We're at the top. Talk to each other. I work with my wife. I don't get to talk to my wife about work. 
I have to help her through it. I talk to you guys, right? We are a family. We do lean on each other, all right? And lastly, help somebody. When you help somebody, you feel better, right? Just help somebody, just help them. Call, text them. Go out for coffee with them. See how they're doing. Reach out. When you help somebody, do you ever feel bad? Oh, I shouldn't have helped that guy. No. It releases dopamine, endorphins again, and you fire back up. The consistency with moving with discipline, moving with purpose, right? Sharing, stepping off the line, helping. These are all action-oriented. Where's Sherman? Sherman's still in here. He's out shooting videos. The guy's already on action. There he is back there, plotting out his next scheme, right? Action, action, action. When that fails you, good job, Sherman. When that fails you, lastly, when that fails you, and it will, it'll get harder before it gets easier, right? I want you to think about one thing, and Josh alluded to it earlier. All weekend long, we've been talking about how to help coaches. We've been talking about how to help our business, how to help our clients. How can you help yourself? And Josh hit the nail on the head. One day, you are going to die. And none of us know when that time comes. None of us. Are you going to die with a bunch of I wish I woulda, I wish I coulda, I wish I shoulda? No. What you're going to do when you're going home is you're going to pri prioritize and execute. You're going to pick four things, four things that you want to get done when you get home. You're going to pick two simple ones and you're going to put two complex ones. You're going to do the simple one first. You're going to get a win, an easy win. Yeah, absolutely, you earned it, right? Then you're going to do a complex one. Then you're going to do a simple one, and then you're going to finish with a complex one. And if you focus on one at a time, you'll get them all done. If you try to do them all at once, you will not. You'll get frustrated, right? And then you'll have to go to remember that one day you're going to die, right? By all means, close your eyes and dream. But open your eyes and get to work so you can die standing up. Thank you.